0: Welcome to the Mimi B podcast. I'm your host Mimi Bouchard and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hey, everyone. Today, I'm here with Amanda Rocchio from Meow Mikes on Instagram, a super popular Instagram page all about health and nutrition. I am super excited to have you on today, Amanda. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you, talk all things health and nutrition. It's going to be a great episode.
0: I know. I totally feel the same. Um, you guys, if you haven't checked out Meow Mikes on Instagram, she has 1.4 million followers and her page is full of like, you know, just educational um, little blurbs and pictures and just really easy to understand tips and tricks with health and fitness and different foods and just like science-based um, evidence of all these different, you know, health, nutrition and wellness, um, you know, trends going on. So I'm just super excited to pick your brain today, maybe before we get into all about like, the health and wellnessy stuff. Could you let our listeners know a bit about your story, how you became a nutritionist, how you got into nutrition, what made you start your Instagram and just kind of your, your, your story on all this?
1: Yes, of course. Well, so I mentioned this before the show, but I had an eating disorder in high school. You know, I I went down that typical path of eating less, but exercising more. Like, partially, I think, driven by like looking at these magazines of women, but also just a lack of education around nutrition, like what it means to eat healthy, what it means to fuel your body, all of that stuff. So, after making a full recovery from that eating disorder, you know, working with therapists, all of that. Um, I, there, there was a time I kind of let it go for a little, I didn't really think about nutrition too much. You know, you kind of have that period of like, where you're just not obsessing about it or anything. Uh, but once I graduated college, actually, I started working, uh, nine to six at a, it was actually a fitness company, but I wanted to figure out a way where I could eat healthy all week and save money and like, you know, not have to stress about it. So I, that's when I started meal prepping, so that's kind of how my Instagram actually started was I was meal prepping for work and I would like go get all these beautiful groceries and I would prep five days of food and like, I don't know, there was just a really good meal prep community online. So that's kind of how I got started in that space. And then as I progressed further down my journey, I was like, people are really interested in hearing, you know, why am I specific, uh, Why am I choosing certain foods? What are some healthy swaps? So that's why I kind of really got into like researching nutrition, sharing nutrition graphics, Um, all of that content, you know, really came out from that. And then eventually, you know, my online business was able to overtake my full time job. And which is awesome, because really, I just love helping people get healthy and eat right.
0: I love that. That is amazing. And you're doing such an amazing job at that as well. And it just seems like such a natural transition, that story. And I think, you know, a lot of women in the health space have actually struggled with disordered eating. And, you know, I myself included, I, I think it's such a motivator to really just you know, explore what true health and wellness means and how to be, you know, happy with your body, living a thriving, energizing life while also having a great relationship with food. And um, yeah, I I think that's just incredible. So maybe could we touch on a little bit of like how you how you recovered and how difficult that was and what when you kind of realized you had a problem or it's okay if if we want to keep that personal, though.
1: No, no, no. I'm all I'm all about sharing that. I think it's super important. And I think it can help people. I mean, honestly, I was kind of young enough that I was lucky that my parents and doctors were like a bit concerned. Like I kept losing weight. And they were like, this is not good. Like you, you're you keep losing weight. There's actually a point where my doctor was like, look, if you come in, like come in like a few weeks from now and weigh less than you do. Um, like we're gonna have to like, you're gonna have to seek treatment. And I was like, Because I think the problem, which is like anyone who's struggling in this and like really cannot do it on their own, like absolutely reach out for help from like a therapist or a nutritionist because you can kind of want to change, but it's just so hard for you to do it because you're so caught up in the habits and like losing weight almost like it feels you're addicted to the feeling of losing weight. So it's hard to turn that around. Um, so that's why like, I was unable to turn that around. And I remember going to that doctor's visit and I, um, uh, I wanted to put weights in my sweatshirt. Cause I was like, fuck, I know I lost weight. Like, you know, that's how kind of like when you're caught up in your sickness a little bit, um, which is pretty sad, but yeah, I stepped on the scale and I was like 99 pounds and I'm five, six and I weigh like probably over 130 pounds now. So 99 is pretty skinny so after that my my parents they're like you're meeting with a nutritionist you're meeting with a therapist um, and those those two things really helped me work through like why did I go down this path where did I go wrong um, you know obviously addressing some of the like many eating disorders do come from like a control issue like you can't control your surroundings so you want to control your your food right Um, so working through some of that and also all the while learning what healthy eating really means, because I feel like as a, as a woman, like we, we can get caught up in low calorie, like calories, uh, just eating less. So once I learned like what healthy eating was all about, I like, that's why I know uh, personally, I don't think I'd ever fall back into that pattern because I understand how you can like lose weight, eat a ton of food and then, you know, just get to a healthier place without having to go down that path. That's why I really that's why I'm not afraid to touch on the subject of weight loss because I think some people avoid that for some reason and I'm like, I want to be there for the women um and let them know there is a healthy way to lose weight and it's not and it's actually not going as low calorie as possible. It's actually just eating in a moderate calorie deficit but filling your plate full of like tons of delicious food.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Preach. Honestly, that's the biggest thing ever. And I I completely am on the same page with you. Like I have my weight loss programs as well. And like I've personally lost weight over the past couple, couple years as well. And you know, it's funny because my disordered eating was actually when. I was very – like, I wasn't – like, I, I never was too skinny. Like, I my disordered eating was more, like, overeating, restricting, then overeating again. So it never really looked like I had disordered eating because I was just Kind always, of
1: like binge eating, basically.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Total yeah. binge eating. And that's because I felt, like – Food just helped me deal with certain negative emotions. And, you know, then I would feel really bad about myself and be so mean to my body and say, oh, you're fat, you're this, you're that. And it was just a super negative cycle. And, like it just I felt so out of control. It's funny that you say it's all about control, but I actually felt so out of control, and that it just like consumed me for so long. and I think the past few years, it's so funny because the when I actually lost weight is when I was healing my relationship with food and myself at the same time. so it actually happened in that way. like you know, the less I thought about food and I thought it the less I was obsessed with it, the more I just ate to fuel and ate super healthy. Delicious meals that were full of vegetables and healthy fiber and all this good stuff. The less that I, you know, thought of, about binging, right? So it really is so interesting. So many people kind of, you know, cure themselves from it in such different ways, and I can understand the people online that are like anti dieting. But I agree with you, Amanda, that you know you can lose weight in a healthy way that's sustainable that makes you feel amazing and radiant and energized.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree on that, and I also think obviously you were dealing with more of um, like a more like you were dealing with a severe, well, I don't severe, but like a you know a more serious binge just dis- eating disorder, which is awesome that you were able to heal that yourself. But I also think it's also a great tip for people who just find themselves binging here and there, like it's not maybe as emotional as what you're dealing with. But what what a good tip on that is that. Um, A a common question I get asked is, how do you prevent binge eating at night? And I'm like, honestly, make sure you're eating enough throughout the day. Now, I'm not saying you have to like gorge yourself or, you know, like not binging, but like if you're eating healthy, filling meals throughout the day and snacks um, and you're not going too low calorie, then it'll be so much easier to not binge at night because you're full and satisfied. Um, So that's why I think some people can beat themselves up over that when the reality is it's partially because of what they're not eating during the day.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's like if you're restricting all day, all day, all day, it's like your willpower muscle gets burnt out and you just end up binging. And that A is just not attainable and B not fun. Like there is a really fun way, I think, to achieve that goal body of yours and to like, you know, lose weight. And I think it's a lot of like the mental switch as well, which is what I talk about a lot. It's like the intuitive eating, but then like the mental changes you need to make about your relationship with food. Um, You know, this is fuel. Like I don't want to overeat because it doesn't feel physically good to overeat. You know, the binging thing, think about it. Like when you binge, it doesn't physically feel good. It mentally, I guess, feels good. But if you just switch how you believe it feels mentally, the physical, you know, it it physically doesn't feel good. So that's in line and you don't really want to do it anymore. Like my boyfriend has the most incredible relationship with food. He eats when he's hungry. He doesn't really snack and he eats enough at every meal and that's it. So being a girl that has such, well, not has, but used to have such a weird relationship with food, seeing him, I'm just like, oh, you can, you can just do that. He's like, yeah, it's like, okay, there's no like emotional, like attachment to it. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, that's the cure to any disordered eating in my eyes is to just see it as fuel and like love your body enough to feed it gorgeous, energizing, nutritious foods. And um, yeah, don't don't restrict.
1: Yeah, I mean that's funny that you bring up your boyfriend because I kind of like in a different way had a similar situation. Like, you know, I mean, I know like obviously there are men that definitely have eating disorders, but it it does happen to hit the women harder for sure. I'm pretty sure if I looked at the statistics, would agree with that. But uh, because that's how I felt, my 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 did I call my boyfriend my husband? Sorry, got married like a few months ago, but my husband (laughs) is very like relaxed in terms of like if he has like some pizza or. Some other stuff like it just would not phase him at all. And not that I like I like to feel good and fuel my body with good food. So it's not like I need that stuff all the time. But like seeing him have like no problem and like I mean I give him a little shout like he looks good. He's got the abs like he's fit. And I'm like he can just have a pizza. I'm like I can have a pizza once in a while. I mean we get the higher quality stuff like so you don't feel like a greasy mess. But um, yeah it's funny seeing him do that also like relax me even more. Like, I was already in a pretty good place, but when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, like, it's fine. Uh, if I have ice cream, like, every now and then, I really don't need to stress. Like, getting yeah, over exactly. that is is hard, but yeah. Yeah,
0: totally. And I feel the same. Like the other night, Ben and I, we made pizza. Like I made like a healthy pizza for us. But, you know, there was definitely pepperoni on there and cheese. It was like a paleo crust. But, you know, just because my stomach dies from gluten. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we we had that. And I had two big slices. And afterwards, I was like, yeah, like I didn't even think about it twice. Whereas in the past, I would have been like, all right, it is binge night. You know, we've already fucked up the day. Might as well eat whatever we want for the rest of the day and start tomorrow like that is just such a negative mentality and um just seeing just just taking it one day at a time and knowing that you can treat yourself while also maintaining or achieving that body that you want like that it's so available and just more people need to know that you know it's really just a total mindset change i think
1: yeah no i mean i couldn't agree more um and also like i think a quick way to figure that out like have a cookie, you know, like whatever and and see tomorrow that you didn't gain any weight. You know what I mean? If you eat regular, you'll see or see that you feel fine. It's a quick way to get over it by actually mm-hmm. just trying it. But I think the, the tough part too, which I used to tell myself, and I'm sure it sounds like you did too, was like, oh, I can't control myself around certain foods, which may look, that might be true for some food and every now and then, but I'm like, getting to a better place where you also don't feel like you have to lose control around like, you know, telling yourself I do have control. Um, And again, like we said earlier in this episode, like making sure you're eating enough throughout the day. So you're not starving. So you literally have a lot more control.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like why, why are we fighting ourselves? Right? It's like, why fight our bodies that are literally like hunger is, is a sign that we're alive. It means that we need fuel because we're alive. Like it's, it's not a bad thing. And it's something that so many women are scared of the hunger thing. And it's like, you know, just feed your gorgeous body, amazing food and just watch it thrive in every way. Um, So let's get into the food though. So what do you follow a certain way of eating? Do you what are your like top philosophies with food and nutrition?
1: Yeah, so they're pretty simple. My I mean, my biggest one is try to eat mostly whole foods and minimize processed foods. And when I do go for processed foods, overall, I do try to find like, healthier, simple ingredients, ingredient versions of those. But again, like still treat yourself. So really filling my plate with whole foods. Um, And then what I what I usually try to do is I try to have protein at almost every meal, um, have a majority of my plate filled with vegetables, and then incorporate some healthy fats and carbs throughout the day. So those are, those are kind of the principles I follow. Um, I definitely at one point was like, kind of into the paleo community. Um, But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't subscribe to any of the dogma or the like, you have to follow one diet, I I truly believe there's no one size fits all diet. And there's so many different variations that work for different people, as long as you're incorporating mostly whole foods, I think you're in a great place, no matter, you know, vegan, keto, paleo, whatever, any of that. um, As long as you're doing mostly whole foods, you're in a great Place overall. And then another tip that I do like to give out, especially if you're starting out, is really limiting the calories you drink, right? Because drinking calories, there's so many sugary drinks. It's so easy to drink calories aside from obviously like the great juices and the healthy things that we make. um, I think like giving, like I've seen people lose weight alone from giving up soda. Um, So those are kind of like the foundations of my principles. I don't know if you want me to go into something a little further but
0: no, that's great. That's a great basic. And I totally, you know, I'm aligned with that. I don't really like to title the way that I eat anymore either. I've experimented with many different ways of eating plant-based keto, all this stuff. But I think naturally the way that my body thrives is a paleo focused, lower carb way of living. Um, just cause it, I've I've just, you know, trialed so many different ways of eating and that one's always the one that makes me feel my best. Like, you know, if I was doing plant-based and eating a lot more beans and like, you know, lentil pasta and stuff like my, my, my stomach, my digestion doesn't really settle well with that or gluten. So I just try to, you know, stick towards the foods that make me feel good. And I agree with bioindividuality. I have friends that are high carb, low fat, low protein vegans, and they freaking love that way of eating. And I have other friends that, you know, eat a lot more protein than I do. And they love that too. Like I, I, I kind of think, yeah, bioindividuality, everyone's, Pretty different if you just stick to the whole foods, you're pretty much set. What do you think about the whole fruit thing? What do you think about the carb thing? Because I know, you know, the macro thing can be big in this community as well. Um, a lot of people are scared of fruit. Like I actually used to be when I did keto. What do you think about that whole controversy?
1: Yeah, I think people it's so it's like so extreme, like extreme ends of the spectrum. So like, like you said, it really comes down to the individual. And the reality is, if you're an active person, like you probably need carbs. So if you're working out more, um, I mean, we all obviously we all eat carbs. But I mean, you probably need more carbs if you are working out more, if you're active. So I think one like getting we, we lost that part of the equation where it's like, yeah, if you're sedentary, and not moving, or you're super super overweight, it actually could be good to try low carb. You don't have to go keto. keto is like very extreme, very very effective, but you could go low carb for a little um but if you're more active, it's great to use carbs also, I mean switching up your diet, low carb might work for you for a really long time, but then if you slowly start to weave in some of those carbs, you'll see that you have more energy levels. you feel better, but I like you said, I really think it comes down to the individual. Um And this fear of fruit, I feel like got caught up in the whole fear of sugar, which we should you know obviously the sugar argument does really have some say because there's so much sugar hidden in our ketchup I mean the frappuccinos like the the coffee you'd make at home you'd put like even if you're using sugar, you' put like one or two teaspoon teaspoons in those frappuccinos have like sixteen teaspoons, just something insane that you just, you might not like, you might know it's sugary, but you're still drinking. So I think that's where fruit got a bad name is that we do need to cut our sugar intake overall as a country as well. You're in Canada, but in America, we definitely need to cut our sugar intake. I'm sure that applies to other countries, but, um, fruit, is great. Like, you know, and depending on your activity level, you might, you know, one serving a day might be plenty for you, but it's such a natural way to satisfy your sweet tooth. You get the fiber, water, vitamins and minerals. Um, so it, it does, it does make me sad that like every, like, you know, everyone is scared. I mean, I'm sure it's been in that boat a little bit too. Um, but it's just such a great way. Like if you're addicted to candy or whatever, like using fruit to get off, that is great. Um, and then, like I said, if you're more active, probably the more servings you can have. So I think that's kind of what happened with the whole carbon and, and fruit world.
0: Yeah, I agree. I do notice when I eat too much fruit, I either get like a headache or crash or like, yeah, I just, I don't feel amazing if I overeat it, but I guess that's with a, a lot of things, right? Overdoing it doesn't make you feel good. But yeah, I eat fruit every day for sure. And, um, I don't think it's something to fear at all. I think for weight loss, like limiting I, like you know, if you want to lose a ton of weight for sure, limiting the the carbs and eating them at specific times of the day has helped with me. Like yes. when I was in, in the process of like actually like losing a good amount of weight. Um, well, a good amount in my eyes, like ten pounds. I was never really overweight. I just always wanted to lose ten pounds, you know. So when I finally lost it, um, I was eating carbs earlier on in the day and then I wasn't eating them really at night. Um, because I felt like for some reason that helped me. I don't know. Maybe that was just um, you know, in my head. But but yeah. No, that's I what mean I was also
1: to add to that, I do think for people like, yeah, who's working on their insulin sensitivity issues, want to lose weight, or maybe like, yeah, they do feel a little bogged down by carbs, eating them post workout is great because you kind of just use your glycogen storage when you are working out. So post-workout is a great time to consume fruit. But I also agree with what you're saying overall. That just because we shouldn't be afraid of fruit doesn't mean everyone should go willy-nilly necessarily. It might actually help you to you're right, like watch your overall intake. Uh, there's also you can look up like low sugar versus high sugar fruits. So someone again who's is a little more sensitive to sugar, trying to cut back, you could do something like berries very high in fiber, low sugar versus like, I think pineapple. I'm not, don't quote me on that. Like pineapple or watermelon are kind of on the other end. Um, so there's definitely things within that. Um, so I don't, you know, that's what I'm saying. There's obviously some truth to like watching your portion and not everyone's going to do fantastic with eating like three servings of fruit a day or something.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. So tell me, so I I remember we were talking about this before I started recording, but you are all about posting about like the the food industry marketing tactics. And I think that's such an important conversation, especially for, you know, everyone listening that's health conscious. Like if we're in the grocery store and we see packaged food saying like, oh, low sugar, low fat, like what are some of the biggest marketing tactics that you see and how do we
1: debunk them? (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, that, that stuff annoys me so much. And I mean, I think it's, it's basically everything on the front of the package is screaming at you to buy it. Right. And they're, 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 they're throwing everything they can at you and I'll, and I'll give an ex- specific example in a second, but, um, that's why I think to avoid it overall, you have to read the ingredients like, and get, get better understanding with the ingredients um, it doesn't have, to. you don't have to follow the five or less rule, but it is a great rule if you, if you need a baseline, but like read the ingredients. Do you understand the ingredients and are the ingredients nutritious? Cause you might understand sugar, but do you really want that much? So those are some questions to ask. But the one that made me really mad is those, those Welch's fruit snacks, because, I was at a movie theater one time and I saw them and I was like, oh, man, like finally like a movie theater has something healthy, like awesome. And they really on the front of the package, they're like fruit is our first ingredients made with real fruit. And then they like 100 percent vitamin C, like vitamin A and E, fat free, gluten free, no preservatives. I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds just so great. And you look at the back and first of all, it's fruit puree, which is not even good as like maybe like a more whole fruit but then it's like corn syrup sugar like there's like 30 ingredients there's artificial flavors there's even food coloring and I'm like I doubt like from all the ingredients I'm like this is probably on par with candy maybe slightly better but it's like wouldn't you rather I just don't like a brand being fake right like I like to know my candy is candy and then I have no issue like wouldn't you rather know that that's Probably the same as candy versus, like, man, that's a fruit snack and this is candy. I'm going to try to be healthier. That's the stuff that makes me angry.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Same. Also like that, that's a lot of these foods are targeted towards kids and it's like parents that don't really, you know, know that much about nutrition and they're like, oh, that's healthy. I want to, you know, nourish my child. And it's like, this is actually harming your kid and you know, it's not healthy and it's not going to, you know, help their brain work at school and all that stuff. It's, it's just like really evil marketing for sure. It's not (laughs) not good. So your recommendation is just to read the ingredients. Yeah. I think that's pretty much what
1: yeah. Always read the ingredients. I mean, there's you and I, I'm sure there's like, you know, we, I, you know, as we're in this space, we're really good at finding like those like healthier process items, which are great. And so some of them, some brands actually live up to the claims on the front of the package, right? You check the ingredients. You're like, this is, this is fantastic. You know, it's not a whole food, but you know, this is great. You know, there's some great like paleo products out there. Um, so some people live up to the claims, but the only way to know is to look at the ingredients for sure. <laughs>
0: No, a hundred percent agreed with you. It's so true. So can we talk about meal prepping a little bit? Because you are the queen of meal prepping and I definitely feel inspired um, after looking at your feed to do meal prepping myself. Cause you know, I, I do like always cook my meals every day and I don't really prep that much. And I feel like it's super time consuming to not prep. So what are your like favorite go-tos? How do you keep it new and exciting? And what are some foods and meals that like are good after five days, you know?
1: Yes, yes. I know. It's like when you work from home, it's like it's hard debating. You're like, should I just cook as I go? Or should I save time and batch cook? Because you know, that's what essentially like meal prepping is or just also like a different version of batch cooking, which I think can help anyone. But I haven't made this in the past few weeks, but I want to get back into it. Is is salad jars? They're they're one of my favorite things. If you anyone listening, you can look it up on Pinterest. You can just search um, a salad jar. But the way you basically take a thirty two ounce mason jars, and the way you stack the ingredients from wettest on top on, sorry wetest on bottom to driest on top keeps it fresh all week. So usually I put the dressing in the bottom of the mason jar, and then you put a ton of different veggies. You know, if you want to add some cheese or nuts, you can and then you add a little bit of protein and then lettuce on top. And because of like you try to pack the jar like airtight and the the stacking of the ingredients, it stays pretty much like fresh, fresh and crisp for up to five days. Um, If you like if you're used to your food a little fresher, you could do three or four. But um, that's one of my biggest recommendations is salad jars. I'd say check out some on Pinterest. You would really like them. Um, the other thing that I really love using lately is the Instant Pot. Um, so I'll cook like a whole chicken in there. But something that tastes fresh all week, I'd say, would be like soups and chilies and all of those things. Um, so if you're feeling those lately, you can definitely incorporate that. Although now that it's getting summer, you know, the salad jars might apply a little bit better Um, but yeah, just also just approaching your week with like, how can I batch cook some food? Like if you're going to eat quinoa the next three days, maybe batch cook some quinoa, a few other things. So you save time. Um, and then on top of that, another tool that I do like to use, I have an egg cooker. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but, um, your eggs come out like perfectly every time, like whatever, if you want soft, medium or hard and super easy to peel. So that's another thing I like to use when it comes to meal prepping.
0: Oh my god, I need to get one of these. What are they? I've never heard of an egg cooker. I I'm I love eggs.
1: <laughs> oh, are you serious? It's on Amazon. If you just search a there's so many there's like cute ones now like my it's so funny. Mine's like so old because I've had it forever. It's like old school. it looks like it just looks kind of janky. But there's so many cute ones on Amazon right now. And like you pour so you plug it in the wall and you pour the water and you like with the thing it comes with you poke holes on top of the egg and then Basically, you turn it on. You don't have to think about it. The timer will go off automatically, um uh, and you just put it in an ice bath and you're good to go.
0: Oh my god, I'm going to do this cuz I love soft-boiled eggs. It's like one of my favorite things. Oh, I remember as a kid. Yeah. so good yeah. And
1: that. I'm telling you. Oh.
0: As a kid, I used to love like little like, you know, eggies and sh- and soldiers, you know, when you cut up the bread like in sticks. My mom used to always make that for me. <laughs> oh,
1: that sounds so good. I need to make I that love happen. It.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Yummy. Okay. So do you have, so other than obviously nutrition, what about like fitness and working out? What kind of workouts do you do? What do you, what's like your kind of philosophy with movement? I know you posted about walking the other day and I'm a huge advocate of walking a lot. Like it's such an underrated thing, I think. So maybe we could kind of touch on the movements that you do.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's a fantastic question. I think the thing that I learned the biggest from my fitness journey was how much I just did not, like I just did not do enough strength training. Um, and for any women, you know, whether that's, you can do body weight exercises or lifting weights, but I, I really neglected that for a long period of time. And when I started incorporating that, I really saw the best changes um, physically, mentally, aesthetically. Um, so that's been the biggest shift in my perspective. And just, I don't, I like cardio. I will say I love cardio. It feels so good to me. Like I was always a runner and I would love to do hit and I would just kind of overdo it when I was younger, which was fine. I think at that time I could probably handle it. Like it wasn't, it's not like I felt terrible or anything, but I just overdid cardio and like did very little strength training. So that shift has been huge for me. And then also, like you said, realizing, cause then I I also became the like lazy Lifter, the lazy lifter, but I would just lift weights and then maybe not do so much movement. Or then I was also just, even though I like cardio, I was kind of being lazy. And I'm like, you know what? It's really important to get movement throughout the day. So that's like, you know, going on walks, getting on the phone, and walking around. So knowing that it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be high intensity. In fact, if you're doing high intensity, you could really benefit from walking and yoga and other things, you know, on other days or like during your downtime. 100%
0: I totally agree. Um, I similarly went through a phase a couple years ago where I was working out with a trainer like all the time and I was doing such heavy weights and it just didn't like I was doing really heavy weights and like maybe not as much cardio and I felt just like really gross. Like I I didn't and I was so hungry all the time. So I definitely don't think that one fits for me that well. I definitely still do um weight but more so body weights and like lighter ankle weights and lighter hand weights and stuff. But you know, the, the long walks and just getting a lot of movement in throughout the day has just completely transformed the game for me. And um, it feels so good as well. Like you just feel like it's what humans are meant to do. Move around a lot, you know, like we're we're not supposed to be creatures that sit still all day. So we're designed to, our bodies are designed for movement, right? So it just, yeah, it definitely feels good.
1: Absolutely no, and I mean I like I like what you said because I think that's that's the whole. It's the same thing as we discussed earlier with nutrition. Is fitness is so individual. Well, there's like some principles that yeah, like some principles we can give. Like you know, I do feel like everyone should do some form of strength training. If that's body weight exercises, that's fantastic. Um, but like yeah, finding like the heavy weights really weren't fitting well for you. You didn't feel good, um, so you went more to body weight and walking. Like I think that's fantastic. And like you said, just reminding ourselves. We need to move throughout the day. It's funny because my husband like taped um, this ladder in the hall. He's like, can I tape a ladder in the hallway? It's like an agility ladder. So like on our breaks, we can do some agility moves. It's a little nerdy. (laughs) <laughs> but um, it's nice to have some other options. Well, oh, I have the the rebounder. I don't know if you've ever sa- seen that, but that's also big in the health yeah. space. So I got the trampol like make it fun, right? Too
0: <laughs> totally. I need to get one of those. That seems so fun. Yeah, it's all about that, right? Going on bike rides, just getting that movement in it would really suck like, you know, having an office job because you are literally glued to a chair. But you know, what I suggest to people that um, some of the listeners and stuff that have office jobs, it's like do a lot of walking. So it's like, you know, walk halfway to work. If it's like a 20 minute walk in the morning, like, you know, walk it and during your lunch break, go on a walk while, you know, having, having a phone call or whatever it is. So just kind of finding those pockets of time and um, just standing up every hour. Or so I know my Apple watch always reminds me to do that.
1: <laughs> it really does help. I love that. I know I it's funny, like also standing, cause that was, that brings us to standing desks Cause that's also another good option for people. If you're glued to your desk, I know I bought, I bought my husband, one of the nice desk ones that come out, but it's a, that's a good reminder that also like we just sit too much. Like sometimes, um, That's why the standing desk can be helpful to shift from standing to sitting. And the goal obviously isn't to stand all day. It's just to kind of stand for a little, sit for a little. Um, So it's a nice little hack right there to get in some, you know, technically not movement, but, you know, falls in that category almost.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay, so Amanda, this has been such an amazing episode and I'm so excited to release this one. But before we go, where can everyone find you on Instagram, wherever else? Is there any way that they can support you? And I know you have eBooks and all that jazz. Do you want to pimp yourself out a little
1: bit? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the pimping out. Um, I'm at, on Instagram at Meow So it's Meow M-E-I-X. And you, I have a blog at meowmix.com. Um, and then you can help support me by going to 101healthysnacks.com and grabbing the an ebook there. It's full of different snack recipes, little hacks if you're into that. Um, and then lastly, my husband and I do have a podcast. It's called Master Your Health. So if you need another podcast to mix in with this wonderful one, um, you can listen to my husband and I on Master your health amazing I need to listen to it I actually
0: had no idea you had a podcast because we've only well I've only recently started uh following you a couple weeks ago so I need to check it out
1: yeah thank you I love how conversational this really was um and I love the questions you asked this was like this was so fun today oh good I'm so excited that was so